there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Last Song You Heard Podcast. I'm your host, Kev, here, bringing you another episode where I talk about the last song that I heard. I'll talk about the artist, the album, and really anything else that seems relevant to that song. If this is the first time that you're listening, I really appreciate it. If you're coming back, well, I also appreciate that as well, of course. It's good to have you back. This episode, um, it's, it's coming out on a special day, and it's being recorded on the morning of that special day. It's May the 4th, so we're celebrating Star Wars. So I guess, you know, this isn't like technically the, the last song that I heard in an organic way. I went into this being like, well, what Star Wars song can we talk about? Do I want to talk about the Imperial March or the main theme, you know, all composed and and, and um, written by John Williams and, and performed by these unbelievable artists? No, I was, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not even going to talk about the like song that everyone knows from the Moss Eisley Cantina. And I'm not even going to talk about the song Lopti Neck that is in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi in the original trilogy. No, I'm not talking about any of those songs. I'm going to talk about a song called Jedi Rocks, which replaced the previously mentioned Lopti Neck in Jabba's Palace, and it was in the special edition re-release of Star Wars Episode VI, Return of the Jedi. Here's some of that for you. Again, it's called Jedi Rocks, and it's by the Max Rebo Band. Quite the interesting song. Now, as I mentioned, it's uh, it's called Jedi Rocks. It's performed by the Max Rebo Band. It's in the scene in the Return of the Jedi, uh, the the third in the original trilogy, or Episode Six in the overall Skywalker saga within the Star Wars universe. It's earlier on in the movie takes place inside the crime lord Jabba the Hutt's palace on the planet of Tatooine. It is uh, a bluesy, like a rhythm and bluesy type song. It's it's like a duet between uh, Cy Snoodles and Joe Yauza. Um, The song itself uh, is... Well, I, I looked up the lyrics because they do exist. They actually exist. So if you go on Genius.com, you can find the, the lyrics from the movie, at least, um, on Genius.com. There's no translation, uh, unfortunately, so I'm sorry to say I, I don't really know what the song is about. 
But I will say, apparently, according to Wikipedia, uh, apparently the song's lyrics were improvised on the spot by singer Cy Snoodles and were so saucy that they embarrassed Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna is the all-white Twi'lek, um, or Twi'lek, um, advisor to Jabba the Hutt. He has, like, the tentacles on his head. But anyway, um, according to Wikipedia, the 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 song would have likely been officially banned by the Galactic Empire. Um, I did in my research try to like find really look into because like with Star Wars, like people really give a shit and and they you know obsess over every little thing about it. I can tr- speak to personal uh speak with personal authority on that one um and and so i was like oh maybe some star wars fans somehow figured out how to translate these lyrics and stuff and i gotta say it was a really fun walk down memory lane like just finding these like old forums from the early 2000s with these like really nice uh people just like you know cracking jokes and and discussing what they thought the song was about um one of the people on the actual forum that i was on like did the actual transcription of the of the the lyrics um which i'm pretty sure are now the lyrics on genius.com which i thought was pretty cool so it was just like a really fun and nice charming little uh, research session on this old forum from like 2002 um but anyway yeah, no lyrics uh, to to define, but apparently they were they were so saucy <laughs> that, that they made a crime lord's uh, uh, right hand uh, person uh, uh, blush. So maybe it's better off we don't know what the lyrics are. Um, but I will say the song is is pretty short. Uh, it does end abruptly with Jabba uh, getting angry and then opening up a trap door, dropping his like dancer Ula into uh, the Rancor pit uh, below his throne. Uh, fun fact, that Rancor's name is Patissa. Um, and then Ula is eventually um, killed by the Rancor. Um, the song itself, I will say, is generally disliked by fans. Um, it, it, again, it was added in the special edition version of the Star Wars uh, original trilogy. Um, so, well, to, to talk a little bit about that. So, the the original trilogy was released in the you know 70s and early 80s. Um, George Lucas in the late 90s wanted to, you know, release like a 20th anniversary edition um, where he did some color correction, rebalanced the colors, remixed the sound, restored the film itself, um, and then altered scenes with special effects or added new scenes entirely, much like this one, uh, to the original uh, films. The... And the re- a lot of the reasoning behind it, beyond just you know, hey, I want to f- restore this stuff. He, I mean, he spent ten million dollars to do this, and it, a lot of it was due to not being able to to like when they were originally making the films, like they they ran out of money, or they or they didn't have enough money, rather, or you know, they ran out of time. So characters like Joe Yauza, the little brown, um, 
singer in this like he was supposed to be or his race of 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 creatures was supposed to be in the original trilogy um but they they couldn't they couldn't do it um there were other scenes that they wanted to to put together but you know until the 90s they they weren't able to so then george lucas was like we're doing this um he added i know in like a new hope for instance um you know there's that whole han shot first thing that has now uh you know been corrected and then like changed again and whatnot he he also adds like little cosmetic things where you know there will be like a little cgi creature now running around a scene or you know something like that where previously it was more just like a landscape or, or something like that not, not everything was adding these like new um cgi you know entirely built you know, in CGI type scenes or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the fans of the Star Wars uh, trilogy, because at that time it was only the the three movies, uh, were not fans of of the 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 re release or the special edition changes that were made. Um, and this song kind of being the 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 number one or or number one or number two like changes made that that um fans really don't like i will say with this song i i did see it was it was added to the movie uh because uh george lucas thought it would be funny to have a musical number in the middle of a star wars movie so there you go i i don't know if you can tell by my tone i'm not really a fan of this song um I'll admit it is my probably like my least favorite thing in the Star Wars saga. I, I really, I really mean that, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. I'm, I have, a, you know, a Star Wars tattoo. One of uh, hopefully some, you know, more in the future. Um, so I'm a big Star Wars fan. If you know me personally, you know that. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of this song. I won't lie, but. Uh, I thought it was an interesting <laughs> track to talk about for sure. Um, I did want to talk about the actual lore here a little bit, just to talk about Max Rebo and the band and the scene and whatnot, just to 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 talk about that because it is it is funny and interesting. Um, but yeah, so so Max Rebo, well, or rather the Max Rebo band is a twelve member uh, group uh, that was hired. Uh, uh, to be the house band to Jabba's Palace. Um, the original lineup is Max Rebo uh, on the keys. He's like the blue elephant uh, looking uh, uh, creature. Um, we have Droopy McCool uh, on the woodwinds and then Cy Snoodles, uh, who is the singer. Um, and again, that was in the original trilogy or, you know, the original version of the original trilogy. In the special edition, they CGI in another nine. And not only did they CGI in those nine, but they also um, removed the puppet for uh, size noodles completely and CGI'd in like a more, like a more mobile uh, and active um, character that's like able to dance around and, and, and whatnot. Um, Joey Alza, the other singer in this, was added as well uh, in CGI. Uh, and, and is the most prominent of these new um, 
uh, creatures added. Now the band is uh, uh, they play they play a version of at least again in in the original one it's like a disco-y jazzy type song. Now there is a term within the Star Wars lore that uh, exists that describes the genre of music, and um, it's unfortunately named, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, so yeah, the Max Rebo band is uh, classified as jizz whalers. They play jizz music. It's a play on jazz, I'm guessing, but yeah, that's the type of music that they play. Um, they're jizz whalers. And it's contemporary, apparently, within the Star Wars universe. It's upbeat and fast. Uh, that's from what I was <laughs> looking up. That's what uh, it's called. Apparently, the the band in the Moss Eisley Cantina, same type of music. So that's a thing within Star Wars. Um, and they couldn't think of a better name. <laughs> um, but but to talk about some of these members of the band. Uh, again, so so Max Rebo, um, his real name is Cerulean Fantelle, which is a play on the uh, term Cerulean Elephant. Uh, he was elected the leader after the former leader of the uh, band, Evar Orbis, uh, died. Um, he um, plays, again, plays the keyboard and, and runs the band, basically. I mean, I could spend probably like another half an hour just talking about Max Rebo and his story. Uh, uh, and then uh, Cy Snoodles, who is like kind of the spindly, um, she's, uh, or they are, uh, they're like yellow, uh, with they have big red lips. Um, uh, Cy Snoodles uh, is one of the singers of the group. Um, apparently within the Star Wars universe, uh, Cy Snoodles was actually acting as a double agent because she wasn't a fan of working at Jabba's Palace um, and even ended up killing uh, one of the other Hut uh, uh, crime lords um, just to get info on all these Hutt-tease leaders um, at one point. Um, and there's actually quite a bit that goes into her story within that uh basically espionage within the crime world of star wars that i will be avoiding because again it would take forever um i i do want to mention joe yauza um his that, that's a stage name i uh i can't pronounce his real name um it has a lot of consonants in it um he's like the short furry creature it's from endor where the ewoks are from um they're called uh those creatures are called yuzums and uh, apparently he joined the band after he was heard singing along at one of their shows um, when the previous leader, uh, Evar Orbis, was, was still leading the group. Um, they had him join up. Um, and then after uh, Max Rebo took over, he then made uh, Joe Yauza a more prominent member of the band. Um, and, and yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I know I mentioned Drewby McCool as well. There wasn't as much info on Drewby McCool. I just really liked his name. And again, he's like the woodwind player there. There is also a member I wanted to mention. Uh, he's like this little green lizard dude who plays like a harmonica um, in it or a harmonica-like instrument. He sits, sits on this like big pillow or something. Um, but he, he's like a rapping lizard creature. Like there's so much history here with this, 
with this crew and the weird little things that uh, uh, pop up within the Star Wars universe. It's it's really it's funny and it's it's interesting uh, to say the least. I will say if you're familiar with the scene, um, you know it proceeds where uh, they the band well they being everyone at Jabba's palace take Luke Skywalker Han Solo um, Leia and uh, Lando all out onto this like skiff and they're going to drop them down into uh, the pit of Carcoon uh, or the Sarlacc Um, another scene completely edited by George Lucas to add some CGI special effects to that pit um and then it ends with uh, the skiff or, you know, the barge, whatever you want to call it, getting blown to smithereens and everyone dying or everyone seemingly dying. Um, I did want to just alleviate any worries. Apparently, Max Rebo and the band did escape um, as everything was going down. They dropped their instruments. They go running off and they, they somehow managed to uh, uh, get out of um, the barge before it is blown up. Uh after that happens, apparently the band broke up, unfortunately. I guess the trauma was too much. Uh, and Joe Yauza went on to uh, do gigs in Moss Eisley to pay for his food and shelter. Um, and then went on to work at um, uh, uh, bars and, and cantinas in the Outer Rim. Uh, Size Noodles and Max Rebo went on to create a duo, um, but uh, unfortunately it did not go uh, too well. They ended up breaking up pretty quickly, um, and Size Noodles unfortunately uh, had a, a pretty lackluster solo career um, and, and did not do uh, or didn't take off in, 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 in her music career. Max Rebo, though, I will say, ended up opening up a chain of successful restaurants across the galaxy and retired um, a really uh, wealthy uh, Cerulean uh, Fentelli. So that's really cool. I'm happy to hear that Max Rebo um, ended up succeeding. I also was reading he ended up joining up in the Rebellion and even would uh, perform for the uh, Rebels to, to keep their spirits up during the uh, the war. So, so that's pretty cool. I, I, I learned a lot, I will say about the Max Rebo band. Um, again, there are 12 members of this band, so feel free to, 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 to do some looking up on them. There's a lot there, uh, that I could talk about. Um, now, I did want to just briefly talk about uh, the, the real-life people behind this band. So uh, Max Rebo was um, a, a puppet that was like from the waist up, basically, um, and, and was portrayed by Simon Williamson. Um, Size Noodles was originally a marionette-like puppet operated by Mike Quinn and Tim Rose um, and was voiced by a sound engineer named Annie Ar- Arbogast. Um, the uh, special edition um, did CGI, I think, as I mentioned. You know, they did away with that puppet, and she was just this, like, big CG or not big, but just CGI uh, uh, dancing uh, uh, puppet, I guess. <laughs> and then Joe Yauza, so um, he's all CGI. Um, as mentioned, they were originally going to be in the original trilogy. They were going to be, um, like, counterparts to the 
Ewoks on Endor, um, but there is actually a puppet that um, can be seen in the original trilogy uh, in Jabba's palace in the background. Um, I couldn't really find out who, or at least in my research, I wasn't able to find out like who was doing the singing for Joe Yalza, but apparently the... Um, the the he, Joey Alza is based on a um or based on Joe Cocker the singer so so I guess it's possible that you know like Jerry Hay um is the one singing on there but I really couldn't find anything on it so so yeah I mean th- that's that's really it for this track Jedi Rocks by the Max Rebo Band I did want to talk a little bit about music news. And some new music, as as always. Um, so some some music news to to mention that I, that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, so I saw that the uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are uh, selling their music catalog. Apparently, they're selling it to a, 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 a company or an organization or whatever uh, called Hip Hypnosis, owned by Merc Mercuriatus and Nile Rogers. Apparently. The, the word word on the street is they're selling their music catalog for 140 million plus um, so hey good on them I guess for you know cashing out and uh, apparently they're also working on some new music too so that's pretty exciting Diddy has uh, changed his name again this time it's his legal middle name apparently he is now known as Sean Love Combs. I mean, he, he showed his driver's license on Twitter to show that he changed his middle name to Love, apparently. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, Diddy is out there changing his name again. The Spice Girls are uh, apparently working on a sequel to the movie Spice World to mark the 25th anniversary. Now, obviously, you know, any of these articles, it's like, you know, they're working on the sequel, and then you read it, and it's like they've approached a few screenwriters. So, who knows if that's actually going to happen, but it's pretty exciting to see that there is um, some interest in a sequel to the um, Oscar-worthy 90s Spice Girls film, Spice World. And I say that um, as someone who actually really likes that movie. <laughs> um, one one thing I did want to talk about that was a little tragic, um, and not a little tragic, it was very tragic, um, so yesterday news broke that EDM producer and DJ Pierce Fulton, uh, passed away, he, um, is only 28 years old, um, and he unfortunately had some struggles with mental illness and mental health issues, so, um, yeah, it's just really hard to hear someone so young, um, and going in such a tragic way, um, but, you know, I guess, you know, the music industry obviously is not easy, um, adding on top of that any underlying things going on, I, I can't imagine, especially this last year, so my heart goes out to the, the family uh, of Pierce Fulton, and it, I mean, you know, just, it just sucks, um, and then one one uplifting thing I did see to kind of end this on. Uh, so with COVID restrictions being lifted, um, you know, across the country here, and at least in the United States, um, apparently uh, 
basically starting May 19th, Broadway can effectively open again. Um, it's been shuttered for over, you know, like a year now. Um, but now that the restrictions are being lifted, while there's still going to be quite a lot of restrictions that go into place, um, and, and really the kind of leadership, generally speaking, of Broadway um, or the theater groups there have pretty much indicated that like September is going to be the more realistic time frame but uh, I, I think it's really cool that starting May 19th um, you know Broadway shows can effectively start up again so uh, a light at the end of the tunnel with with all of this so so all very exciting um, in, in that front um, to talk about some new music that came out uh, a couple of exciting new albums popped up on uh, the 30th this past Friday uh, the the one the first big one being um, uh, DJ Khaled uh, released his uh, album uh, Khaled Khaled um, compilation type album DJ Khaled is a producer and DJ um, who I, I at this point he's someone who like he's like a personality and as far as I can tell, he kind of just like compiles, you know, gets all these artists in, in the same room, so to speak, and gets them on these um, albums, usually putting together some pretty, pretty solid pop, hip hop, or, uh, you know, just straight up pop music, um, and R&B and stuff like that. Um, generally, you know, there's going to be a couple of good tracks on this, because DJ Khaled is someone who, at the very least, um, knows how to again, get people in the room together and, and working together. I know he has like a, a track with Jay-Z and Nas on here. Um, he has uh, a song with, I think like the first song is like Lil Wayne and Jeremiah, if my, my memory serving me right. Um, you know, he's he's got Post Malone and Megan The Stallion uh, and Lil Baby on a track. Uh, you know, so it's it's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty solid album. I gave it a listen. Um, pretty much exactly what you would expect from a DJ Khaled album. Uh, Girl in Red put out their album, If I Could Make It Go Quiet. Um, Thomas Rhett put out uh, his album, Country, uh, rather, put out his album, Country Again, Side A. Uh, Z uh, EDM artist Zoo put out Dreamland 2021. Um, and then uh, Cake Pop and Dylan Brady put out Cake Pop 2. Um, and then, uh, as been previously mentioned, Sufjan Stevens uh, put out the next part of his five-part anthology series, um, this, this uh, uh, part called Celebrations, the final part coming out this week. So um, you won't be hearing really any more about Sufjan's new albums after next week's episode, I promise. To talk about some of the singles, uh, Billie Eilish released a song called Your Power. Um, the Kid Leroy and Miley Cyrus released a track called Without You. Uh, Baby Keem and Travis Scott released Do-Rag Activity. Um, Lil Baby and Megan The Stallion released a track called On Me. Uh, Burna Boy has Kilometer. Gucci Mane and Big 30 put out a song called Shit Crazy. And then 21 Savage had a track called Spiral. I think uh, Hiatus Coyote also had a track come out as well. Um, they've been releasing singles um, off their upcoming new um, album. So that's really exciting. Also, um, just a lot of cool, exciting new music coming out recently. And, and it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's, been, it's been nice. It's been a nice distraction from, you know, the craziness that is the world these days. So, so yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode. I know it was a little 
you know, I mean, well, it's a Star Wars episode, so if I was a little all over the place, I apologize. Um, I did want to recommend an album, and I actually um, have been really into this this album. It's called uh, Ska Dream, and it's by the punk, you know, pop punk, I don't know, rock artist, uh, Jeff Rosenstock. I've mentioned Jeff Rosenstock on this uh, podcast before, um, and I've, I've definitely recommended his music. If I haven't, for whatever reason, I highly recommend you re- looking into uh, Jeff Rosenstock's music. He's a really awesome, uh, you know, punk artist from, uh, I believe, North Jersey or um, uh, like New York, and 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 puts out a lot of really cool stuff. Um, he released a. Uh, a ska version of his last album, which was called No Dream, and he released this ska version um, on 420 called Ska Dream, and it is literally a full-blown ska remake of an album, um, and it's fucking awesome. I love it. Um, ska is, you know, it's fun music. It's, it's I think, sometimes used as a punchline, um, and unfortunately so, because it's, it's fun, upbeat, and, you know... I, I've been really enjoying this um, this this ska version of No Dream. Uh, Jeff Rosenstock, I will say, is is well versed within the ska world, so it was handled sincerely. Um, he comes from a um, background in ska music. With um, he had like a super group called Bomb the Music Industry, and and has done a ton of other uh, uh, ska project so again my recommendation for this week it's called scott dream and it's by the artist jeff rosenstock so yeah um that'll do it for this week's episode if you want to find the show on social media you can find it uh, on twitter at the last song you heard if you go to facebook or instagram it is the last song pod if you want to email me you can email the show, or well, it's me, but <laughs> you can email. Uh, it's uh, the last song you heard at gmail.com. And I'll be back next week with another episode, as always. So I just wanted to say thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it every week. And I, uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a good one. I hope you're enjoying this nice weather that we've had recently and you can get outside and and start taking advantage of that. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. Have yourself a good one. Stay safe. Bye.